and the hike. I mean, that's that's probably part of the the, the many hobbies, you know. In, whether it's true or not, in my mind, you are very much like jack of all trades kind of guy. So yeah, master the hiking, of none, though. Yeah, well, that's that's <laughs> that's what I tell my students. Yeah. They're like they're like, oh, you know all this stuff. I'm like, I know all kinds of stuff. I'm just not. I'm good at a lot of things. I'm great at nothing. Yeah. You know that. Yeah. Um, getting back to the library, mm-hmm. and then and whether you think about that original position, or maybe more importantly, I guess what you do now. Mm-hmm. How much of your college education or high school education are you technically using? I mean, like, it's one of those things where you probably don't get the job without a degree. Yeah. Yeah. How much of the degree are you using? Like, could you have learned most of this elsewhere just by being in the library? Or um, like I a- would say that 90-plus percent of what I do in my job currently is strictly experience based like you learn i learned it i learned it by seeing by doing by hearing by talking and conversing with other library i mean when you grow up and work around librarians (laughs) most of your life right you pick up on you know trends and whatnot and you know you kind of you just you're you're ears to the ground of the world of the library and you hear what's going on and you find things that like oh like i had no idea that somebody's job is to you know coordinate summer reading like right. it just didn't it doesn't like take yeah, yeah, you, you know, see it you, happening but you always think yeah you, I mean, somebody and, had to do that and like you don't think like oh like i i mean this year for example summer reading starts uh, uh early the day after school gets out june 11th and mm-hmm. um i started planning in october like <laughs> wow it takes a lot of time to get this thing going and yeah. it's like it's it's really a big part of my job is i mean there's 10 million little pieces that all need to fall into place right. by, you know, the day one. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then eight weeks later, it's over, and it's like, oh, all right, let's do it again. And so, I mean, so that's, that's like, like a lot of, like, the soft skill sort of pieces that we think about, you know, time management, yeah. being organized, yeah. working, you know, being able to, like, stick it's, with a goal over yeah. a period of time. And those are things that really, it's it's, I don't know, it's weird because, like, I feel like you're rarely taught that in yeah, school. Yeah, those are passive lessons. But it's school's a good place to learn them, even yeah. though no one's necessarily teaching it. Yeah. Um, yeah, and I, you know, I mean, most regardless of what you do in college, there's at least some research. So there's some of that, but yeah, you, you really, you know, yeah. In your case, you had so much experience already that yeah. And again, I I, I would I would say the the college and high school lessons that I learned that I now apply are very much like my thinking strategies on mm-hmm. like how to approach and tackle problems. Um, again, that GIS class really taught me to look at big picture things, um, yeah. look at multiple layers and how they interact with things. Don't get on this narrow track mind of like this is how I think it should be done. When you're not thinking about how this action is going to affect this set of people or this set of people, I mean, there's yeah, and the individual, not let, let alone the age groups. I mean, it's, there's a lot of different overlapping pieces to my work that I need to consider, and I think that was that's kind of the big stuff I pulled out of right. college and high school. So like yeah, sort of like the. What? I hate the phrase like learning how to learn or like learning how to think, but that is yeah, some of I mean, what's happening, you know, yeah, like, I would say that's um, a you big know, part of it. probably not using a lot of your chemistry class. Um, I use none yeah, of mine. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. yeah, I do that when I'm balancing like my soil and my plants and stuff and <laughs> right. things like that. So it's like, but again, that's, that's, that's stuff that I have since subscribed to the university of YouTube for where, you know, it's like, how do I, you know, yeah. keep my African violet from dying? It's like, yeah, like just watch a bunch of videos. But, so. Yeah, that's um, in the the first two podcasts I recorded. I talked to uh, actually 
yes, former students from Heritage about your age, mm-hmm. Eric Hernandez yep, and Esther uh-huh. Kim. Yep. Um, and they both, you know, after those two, and I don't know how many podcasts it's come up on, I mentioned a couple of times. I find myself referencing this a lot at work. Uh, I just call it Google U. Mm-hmm. You know, what, what school do you go to? Google, Google University. Like, yeah. Yeah. And, and the more I talk to people, like, there's so much, and I mean, it makes sense. You know, I have a, you got plants. I've got a bunch of house plants. I got garden. Mm-hmm. No one ever taught me how to do any of this. Yeah. So when I don't know, I either roll the dice and do the same. You know, I've got a big enough garden. I can do the same thing three different ways and see which one doesn't die. Yeah. Or if I don't have the patience for this sort of thing, I just <laughs> look it up online. You yeah. know, how much has that changed the library or what you would do in it? I mean, like people make the argument, like, what do you even need a library for? You got the internet. Mm-hmm. I'm in libraries all the time for either tutoring or trying to take my kids and stuff. There are plenty of people in the library, right? So yeah. I, I don't I don't look around and think, oh, libraries are dying. At least no. not where not you know, here. We no, live. we're yeah. busier never. Like I mean, it's yeah, year after year, our data's going, our stats are going up, and, and yeah, I saw I just saw something. Um, oh, geez, what I forget who posted the article or like what what newspaper was? was they like said more people going to libraries than sports and music and all that stuff yeah, combined. More people visited a library last year than went to a movie theater or yeah. something, you know. Yeah. And I thought like, holy crap! And then I thought, yeah, I didn't go to the movie theater, but I was library mm-hmm. probably a couple hundred times. I even think like if you went like to three or four movies and a concert or a sports thing or whatever, it's like you know if you went to the library every week, that's fifty two times yeah. in a year. Like that's just a lot more than it's, you're going it's to a lot more. Yeah. You know. um, how do you see that changing? Like, how's the library different now than when you were a kid? Or? So it's, um, I kind of see the library as like the community hub. I mean, it, it very much is like there's something for everybody. Right. You're, everybody's accepted there. For the most part, it's all free. I mean, other than a couple of supplies and things and, you know, passport services, those cost money, but that's because it's passports. and Yeah, you know. yeah, yeah. But, uh, I mean, generally, like, you can walk into a library the second it opens and stay there all day long and you can do whatever to an extent what you want within to do reason, within yeah. reason yeah. you know you're not disturbing others and whatnot and causing a scene but i mean you're not expected to check out a book but you can right. you're not expected to use the computer but you can if you want to it's just like this is just like a, I, I you know the, the term like safe space like i mean it really is just like just come and be what you need to be and yeah. You know, don't don't impede on others, but you know, do yeah. what you got to do. And I, I really see libraries kind of. I mean, my my job specifically relates to programming, um, so I, I do oversee and plan and you know, bring a lot of programs. And programs are it's a very vague term. Um, it's like what's a program? It's like well, it's like sometimes it's a drum circle, yeah. <laughs> sometimes it's a paint night where you know we have some artists coming in and teaching teens how to paint, or sometimes it's you know, we had um, this one speaker come and talk about his battles with addiction and how he overcame them. And it's just like, I mean, it's it's it's, it's kind of like a real world, you know, YouTube session yeah, in a, yeah, in a yeah, sense. Yeah. I mean, you can kind of, you know, we, we've got a little bit of everything for everybody. Um, we try to appeal to all audiences. We try to be as inclusive as possible or, you know, try to include every aspect of human life. I mean, right. Yeah, that it was... It's funny. It was like a, it was good timing. Um, I had done, you know, I don't know, an SAT or college admissions essay presentation mm-hmm. at one of the libraries. And while I was there, you know, and, and you probably know, you know this, I'm sure, way better than I do. But even within one county, mm-hmm. and how many was it? 
seven branches. We have well, we have nine 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 traditional library branches, and then the law library is included in that as well. Um, okay. So we have ten libraries in our system. Um, the law library is a little bit def- set up a little bit differently than what you would think a normal traditional branch is. Right. But um, but yeah, so. so but you know, each one like has its own like sort of different feel. And mm-hmm. There's like oh, a yeah. different clientele, yep. and yep. you know, and and so I was at one of the libraries, and I thought like walking in, I'm seeing you know people doing work. People are like running a business from this table. Mm-hmm. There's a guy who appears to be sleeping, but that also looks like a guy who probably needs, needs uh, a, a decent place to, place to go sit and yeah. sleep for a little. You know, and I thought like, but you're like nobody's bothering anybody. Like this is great, and then I think it was. I think it was the next day I read this article about the loss of common space. Like everything's, we're sort of working everything out into mm-hmm. private ownership. Yep. And maybe even especially an area like this where you're in, we're in this sort of like booming suburb, generally high income area. Mm-hmm. And there aren't, I mean, there are parks, but even around here, they're even like privately owned parks. Yeah. So you might go in, but you're going to end up paying for this stuff. There aren't, as many like free public places as there used to be. Mm-hmm. And so the library is sort of this like common space. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't, I don't, we don't get that enough, you know, now, I mean like you buy tickets to a sporting event and the price variance between the different sets are so big mm-hmm. that you don't like 50 years ago, you could go to a game and rich guy sat next to a poor guy. Cause everybody just got the same tickets. Mm-hmm. And now I feel like there's so few places where people bump into each other in those yeah, ways. Commingling. You, you go to the yeah. grocery store by your neighborhood. So if I live in a mm-hmm. richer neighborhood, I never see you kind of deal. Yeah. And so like high school is a place where, you know, obviously there's some people, private school, homeschool, but mm-hmm. high school's one of this, these places where you really see like all of society or at least all of one age. Yeah. You get a good snapshot. The library yeah. is another, and that's probably even better because you do get all age groups. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm, I got 14 to 18 or whatever it is. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's like a dynamic thing. Are our, I, I don't know the answer to this, are our libraries in this area indicative of how library, like, are libraries elsewhere doing well? Is that... Like the overall health of Yeah, I mean, like, you know, if you had to say, like, yeah. is the number of libraries increasing or decreasing? You're like, are people using their libraries in more rural areas or inner city areas the way you're seeing a boom in business around here? Yeah, I mean, I would say, and I, I, I don't... Yeah, pay attention to those kind of stats closely, but again, it's just it's, it comes passively. Just yeah, from it's like being a around. feel of it, though. Yeah, um, right. I would say. I mean, if anything, we just. I mean, just last year we built a forty thousand square foot library. I mean, that's huge. I mean, that's a huge building, um, and it's state of the art. It's got all sorts of fancy doodads and whatnot in there, and it's beautiful. And it's yeah. just like, I mean, if anything. We are doing nothing but expanding um, or renovating or growing, um, expanding services. I've worked for a different system. They're in the same boat. Like, they're, I mean, granted, it's the neighboring county, but it's still, it's like they're renovating, they're building. Um, I don't pay too much, too close attention to, you know, like, you know, small town, you know, middle of nowhere kind of libraries. Right. Um, But generally, I mean, I would think. In today's day and age, with just how much everything costs in general, libraries are still seen as this nice, like, again, it's like it's a free, safe spot to just, you know, you're not, you're not pressured to, pressured to buy your way into it. It's like, you're just, you can just be there. And, um, I would say that, you know, from my perspective, and again, I live in this kind of library bubble, libraries are doing pretty well. Yeah. You know, if, if, 
if school was not required, I think people would feel better about it. Mm-hmm. The fact that we force people to go, like a lot of people don't like it. But yeah. It's because you had to be there. Yeah. If you didn't have to go and you checked out your options, I think a lot of people would go anyway. Yeah, just I they think, would, yeah. Oh, as it turns out, a lot of this other stuff also sucks. <laughs> and maybe, yeah. I, you know, and so, yeah. you know, I, I think, I think they would go better, but I think a lot of people don't have enough positive contact with like government services yeah. unless you're in dire need. Yeah. And so, you know, the most common places you interact with your government are through a police officer. Mm-hmm. And you, that's usually because there was a problem, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Paying your taxes, which no one really yeah, feels yeah. good about doing. Um, <laughs> And then the library. Yeah. And so of all the ways you can come in contact with where your tax dollars are going, mm-hmm. that's probably one of the best ways to do it. You yeah. know, it like, um, you know, I don't know. And anybody who's feeling disgruntled about their government service, go to your library. Yeah, yeah, no, <laughs> go, really. Go see people benefiting. Yeah. Somebody helping you and out. Then, and then when you look at the numbers of, like, how much of your taxes are actually going to the library, you're like, wait, I'm getting all this for this? Yeah, 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 yeah. It's, like, like, I mean, your your return on investment on the library is is, is phenomenal. Yeah, is massive. I mean, it's, it's it can. I mean, it does. It it can and it does. And I see it. It changes people's lives. I yeah. Mean, I you know I I had this again bringing up that that talk on addiction. Um, I had uh, I kind of got burnt on attendance for one. You know, I, I I I try not to like look at attendance too much, but it's like when it when a program I put on and nobody shows up, it's kind of like well, like how can I how can I fix that? Right. I, I had one person show up to this program, which was a, I mean, it was a, it was a pretty big program. Mm-hmm. Just one attendee for it. And, you know, we're hoping for like 30, 40 around. Right. We had one. That one person spent about an hour plus with that presenter, mm-hmm. just one on one. And yeah. when you're in a, when you're going to a talk about addiction, recovery, and moving forward, things like that. Yeah. I can't imagine what those that conversation was like. Right. And I, you know, I believe that that conversation hopefully made a pretty positive impact on that individual's life yeah. and you know, helped them moving forward. And that's one of those like events that you know just makes me like not care about the stats so much. Right. I mean, right. you know, there's you, know, you gotta gotta make sure you're spending wisely. You know, this is I am spending taxpayers' dollars doing these things. I don't. I can't just be going all frivolous and. Yeah, doing what sounds cool, but it's like I I, I do want to try to make an impact on things, um, and I use that example often where it's like you know just because one person showed up, you don't you know that one person's life could have been changed because of this. The, the impact on the one might have been better. I mean, I've seen yeah. it when I do say like the college admissions presentation mm-hmm. in particular. Um, I I don't even remember if I've told you this, but I've been amazed at how many people show up and their kids who are in eighth and ninth grade Mm -hmm. who are like very motivated and they're trying to think ahead and their parents are there with them, you know? And so now that I've done a few of them, I know to ask, you know, all right, hand up if you're in this grade, hand up if you're, you know, because if I really, you know, there was one, I don't remember, it might've been at Brambleton. I don't know. One of the libraries, there were a handful of people in the room, you know, it was okay turnout. Not a single person, not a single one of the students was actually ready to write an admissions essay. The only person who was in the situation was a mom whose mm-hmm. kid didn't want to come. <laughs> and she's like, he's, I don't think he's doing it right, but I don't know. And we got through and she's like, I wish I had known all this before. I would have known whatever. And I ended up working with the kid privately afterwards. Yeah. So for me, I'm like, hey, cool. I yeah. help everybody out. And I picked up a tutoring gig, so that's fine. But when it's the small group, and I, I did one in the library where it was a small group. I think there were only three or four families. Mm-hmm. And they were all in ninth or tenth grade. Yeah. 
So I did like the quick click through some slides, and then I just sat down and we talked. Yeah. They probably got better support and better advice mm-hmm. than if there had been 40 people in the room and I have to stand up and do the whole thing formally. So it's like, okay, you're all yeah. younger. Here's the parts you need. Here's whatever else. And I walked out of there thinking, you know, and, and the, the librarian there who had helped set up and you know, she was great. And she was so nice. Mm-hmm. She's like, I'm sorry, more people didn't show up. And I was like, nah, like it was, no, it's good. I'd actually like, I feel like I did more good there than I would have if more people were in the room yeah. just because you have the chance to answer those questions. Yes. And again, you know, not that the numbers aren't important at all, mm-hmm. but maybe the number of people in the room isn't always a fair indication yeah, of the quality the, of the thing. The, yeah, the attendance is not indicative of the impact of the program. Yeah. And, and it's impossible to say like exactly how much this program impacted this individual. Yeah. And again, like you said, like if, if it was a group of 40, pit, 40 people, um, who knows if it would have made the same impact. Yeah. So it's that, I just... I, I get asked about stats and asked about things like that often enough that I'm just like, I mean, yeah, yeah. we had this many, but you know, it's, it's, you know. yeah. I mean, I, you know, I do this all the time talking about it cause I teach 11th grade. So all the state English tests fall in my class, yeah. you know, and numbers are important. And I mm-hmm. tell the kids, I'm like, look, you know, we do things a little differently and sometimes in other classes. Mm-hmm. And I get away with that because we have good numbers. Mm-hmm. So I need you to not blow this. I need good numbers so that next year's class doesn't get stuck with the stuff <laughs> yeah, you didn't get stuck with. Don't screw this up for me. Yeah, well, and don't <laughs> screw it up for the kids next <laughs> yeah, year. I, yeah, I, yeah. I tell you know, but I also try to remind them or anyone else who wants yeah. to talk about it that, you know, the quantitative effect of, that, say, that test or the attendance is not always a fair representation of the qualitative, you know, the quality of what we've done and whatever else. Yeah. So, like, all right, so you've done, you've been in your job a year and a half? Uh, yeah, closer, uh, yeah, let me think. I started June 28th. 2018 so coming up on so year and almost seven yeah, months, almost two. Months, yeah. um <clears throat> and you can tell me you don't answer this fine i don't uh present company excluded because mm-hmm. obviously my programs are incredible yeah, yeah. <laughs> probably, probably probably not in the big picture but that's but that's that's um do you have a favorite one or favorite is it program? Yeah. Like, like a thing that happened, whether there were two people or 200, whatever, like mm-hmm. just a thing where you're like, that was awesome. And if you don't want to call out favorites, I understand you can say no and that's okay. But you've just, you've, I'm sure you've done and seen yeah, enough of them. Yeah. To do. No, there's definitely some ones that stand out. Um, we had, um, Eric Litwin at the library recently. And, um, Eric Litwin is the original author of the first four Pete the cat books. Okay. Pete the Cat is a rock star. Yeah. He is, you know, he's you talked to anybody under the age of seven. I guarantee you they know who Pete the Cat is. He's yeah. cool. He's groovy. <laughs> I didn't know who Pete the Cat was until public speaking. A kid did a dramatic reading of a Pete the Cat book last year. I was like, that's cool. And I took my kid to the library, and he walked out with like six of those books. Yeah, so, no, so the original author, the creator of, yeah, yeah. So the well, he's the original author. James Dean was the creator of Pete the Cat, the character. Um, but so he did they, the books. Yeah, he did the he did the books. They got together. They they created the first, at least the first four Pete the Cat books, mm-hmm. and then have gone off to do other things. I think James Dean is still creating Pete the Cat books at this point. But um, Eric Litwin has moved on to other things like Groovy Joe. Groovy Joe's Super cool as well. I mean, he's a groovy dog, dude. He's, he plays a guitar. He dan- sings and dances. And um, the Nuts family. There's all, there's all sorts of great things. Um, but Eric Litwin was at a Brambleton a couple of months ago in December, and um, I've never seen somebody like captivate a completely packed room. I mean, standing room only for a 
children's program in a massive room. I mean, yeah. the Brambleton story time room is like fairly large as far as a story time room goes. Right. Um, having everybody with their, you know, their metal horns, their, you know, their hands and just rocking out going, my buttons, my <laughs> buttons, my four groovy buttons. And it was just like, this guy has like cast a spell on every single person in this room and yeah. they are all under his control. And it was just like, this guy gets it. Like, I want to bring him back. Yeah. Like, for sure. That's um, cool. Yeah, it was just super cool. And there's been tons of things over the years. I mean, we had a, um, we had this guy come out uh, from Virginia Beach to teach a drum circle. Like, you know, like, what, you know, people's like, you know, hippie drum circles. Like, what is, you know, what, what is that? And it's just, yeah. it's this question. You see drum circle? Like, what, what is we brought it to the After Hours Teen Center, and, I mean, this is a thing that we do every single Friday night, get, you know, 100-plus middle to high schoolers at the Cascades Library every single Friday night from 7 to, you know, from 7 p.m. on, and uh, he he did his drum circle there, and it was just, like, seeing a bunch of, like, middle and high schoolers, like, go completely bonkers on these drums yeah and then just he would just come in and would just like i don't know i don't know how it's, it's just it's really cool to see these guys perform right. like obviously in their element i mean this is what we're hiring them to do yeah so i hope they can do it well yeah <laughs> but then to see it i'm just like well all right that's super cool and then just to hear the conversations at that's i think that's one of those like subtle things that you don't really think about is when i when i work a programs i hear the conversations afterwards as I'm cleaning. Cause I'm just, I'm just there helping clean up, packing things away, kind of, you know, get the room ready for the, whatever's coming up next. But you hear all the conversation that's going on and you hear like how, how that program has affected that individual. And you hear all these like, just like great little bits of feedback and you know, yeah. and kind of the, you play that fly on the wall where I'm like, yeah, I'm working, I'm cleaning up and stuff. But most people don't realize that that's the other funny thing is because um, I mean, I'm 28 I'm in a relatively high-level position in the library. I, nobody expects that I'm the one that they're looking for when they're coming into a library. I'm right. like, you know, here, you know, my name's Sam, and meet me here. And they walk past me yeah, all the time. And they're just <laughs> like, I'm just like, I know that's you. Like, I know, I know you're the person I'm looking for, and you've just walked past me. And then they, it's funny. I've seen it several times where they'll go up to the front desk, and they'll be like, Oh, I'm, you know, I'm here to meet Sam. And he's like, oh, it's, he's right there. And I'm just like, I'm like walking up to them. I'm like, oh, hey, I'm right here. <laughs> he's like, oh, I thought you were much older than you are. And uh, Do you think I, it's uh, the hair? <laughs> I, don't know. It's, I think it's just the combination. 